Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Hey there. Welcome to another Yogi Scope, your yoga practices for the astrological weather. That's why I created this brand. I like puns. Um, Yogi Scopes are yoga horoscopes. And so if you didn't know, this podcast is meant to be a companion to some other practices, containers I have created to help you embody these energies more fully, which is kind of the idea, right? Like we can learn about the astrology and be very crown chakra, like in our head, up in the skies, up in the stars about it and very heady and cerebral, you know, but as yoga practitioners, if you're here, maybe you at least have some curiosity about yoga and how it can align with astrology. Um, you probably want to bring that stuff down into an embodied way, like bring it into your body, bring it out of your head and into your life. And that's where the yoga practices come into play. And so if you want to join for free, we have this offering called Manifest Moon Day, where every Monday, because it's Monday is ruled by the moon, it's a good day to check in with our mind and emotions in general. But then also it's the start of the week, like most of us are governed by the five-day work week and the um, weekend, like, you know, Western society. It just, it's evolved that way. I think, I think it works well. I think, I think that's a, I don't know, it works well for me. I, anyway, that's a tangent. So Mondays, Monday morning, we set our intentions for the week. It's at 6 a.m. Eastern time. It's free to come live. The recordings are housed in the membership, which is pretty cheap considering all you get in the membership. You get the recordings of Moon Day. If you can't make it, you can just watch it later in the day. Whenever you can make it, you get access to the new Moon Circles, um, which we're having one this Sunday, July 24th, because they're always on the Sunday before the new Moon. This podcast episode is going to be about the new Moon um, coming up next week. That's going to be the main focus. I'll obviously touch on the few other things happening astrologically because nothing happens in a vacuum. It's all related for many reasons. Um, and we'll get into that, the holistic view picture of what's happening, what it means for you, some ideas of yoga practices to work with it, um, to put into your practice or your teaching if you're a teacher, um, and then journal prompts. And in the new moon circle, eventually I'll move those back to drop in like if you want to just drop into one, but honestly, it was just a lot of work for me to do. And it was mostly just members coming anyway, which I, I appreciate because then it's a container and we have a community and what it 
serves as is we do some gentle movements and gentle yoga practices, mostly seated or down on the mat. We don't do a whole lot of standing. Um, it's not really intense anything. In the new moon circles, we just move a little bit to get into our bodies and out of our heads and to create the container. And then we work through usually the journal prompts that I offer on the podcast episode for the new moon, but then uh, we'll go a little more in depth. And it serves as a container because if you're like me, you probably listen to podcasts while you're doing something else, like you're driving or you're washing dishes or I don't know, cleaning your house, getting ready, taking a shower, something like that. I'm always listening to podcasts. I never just sit down and listen to a podcast like that's my only thing I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I think for most people that's the case with podcasts. So I've created these other containers so that, you know, maybe you listen to the podcast and you hear the the journal prompts, but who like show of hands, you know, I don't think many folks, I don't actually expect you necessarily to create the space on your own to go back and review the journal prompts and actually journal about them. That's why I created the new moon circles so that we can do it together. You can share if you want, and then you can be supported by our community, by me. Um, you can get feedback if you want. You cannot share, you can show up and keep your camera off and be as you are, you know, it's, it's totally up to you, but it's just a, a way I've created the space so that if you hold the space on your calendar, you know, because I'm holding the space for you, um, you're more likely to show up for yourself if it's like an event that is on your calendar and other people are going to be there. And yeah, so that's why I've created those. And then the weekly practices that are also membership only at this time, which I am offering, you can email me or shoot me a message on social media, rosemary at yogiscopes.com or um, yogiscopes on any of the social media platforms. You can message me and I'll send you a one-time drop-in link if you want to try out one of our Wednesday 8 a.m. Eastern time flow practices. It's like a vinyasa flow, pretty all levels vinyasa flow to work with these energies, but you can also just take the ideas I offer you at the end for some yoga practices to put into your practice and or your teaching to embody these energies. So that's the idea, you know, it's a new moon. We've been exploring some of the energies of the new moon already this week inside the moon day and Yogi Scope's flow practice. Again, the flow, you can attend live. I'll send you a drop-in link to send, to drop in once for free if you want to try it out, but you have to attend live because the only place I attend, I offer the recordings is in the membership. Like, sorry, that's just the way it is. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about the new moon, but with that, that means I also need to talk about kind of everything else happening because all of the bigger energies. Oh, it's raining. I don't know if y'all can hear it, but it's raining on my tin roof and I'm like just a country bumpkin loving it right now. I, I hope you can hear it cause it's a lovely sound, but if you do hear some kind of fuzz in the background, it just started raining. Um, and I have a tin roof and I'm in the second story of my house. So I'm sitting like right next to the window. Anyway, the new moon is happening in cancer. And so if you've been around, listen to a few episodes before this of this podcast or you're just generally staying in touch with Vedic astrology. Remember, I it's in my intro every time, but maybe you listen to that so much that it doesn't sink into your awareness anymore. Um, 
Vedic astrology is, it uses the sidereal zodiac, which is a little bit different than the Western tropical zodiac. It's more astronomically accurate. Um, so anyway, Cancer is where this new moon is happening in the nakshatra of Pushya. And I will talk more about that towards the end. We'll get into the archetype, the mythology of Pushya nakshatra and how that translates into some yoga practices and journal prompts that you can um, use to embody this energy, to bring it into your life, you know, out of this podcast and into your life, because that's what I'm hoping for you. I'm hoping you listen to this podcast and it, and it applies to you and and it makes your life better is what I'm hoping. And I have practices to help support that. So cancer, we'll talk, you know, maybe you have some ideas already about what the archetype of cancer is. It's ruled by the moon. It's the motherly sign, right? It's very nurturing. But what else is happening that's impacting this new moon? Since it's happening in Cancer, that means the sun and the moon are together in Cancer. A new moon always happens when the sun and the moon conjoin. So the time that I tell you for the new moon is the moment that sun and moon come to the exact same degree in the sign of Cancer. So that's the peak of the new moon astrologically. And really the phase lasts, um, you know, the sun and the moon will be in that same nakshatra for about a day around, you know, so like 12 hours either direction roughly um, of that time. But then the new moon phase where the moon is not considered waxing or waning, it's a dark moon, a new moon lasts for about three days, which also coincides with how long the moon will be in the sign of cancer about two to three days with the peak being in the middle. So, right. So anyway, I just say that because I like to bring it up every time. I can't tell you enough that just because the new moon is happening on Thursday or Friday, depending on your time zone or how you look at it, whatever. If as long as about once a month, you go through this process with the new and full moons. The whole idea is at the new moon, you set some intentions of like ways, how you want to show up, ways of being, habits, um, seeds you want to plant, things like that. And at the full moon, uh, you cut back, you uh, release some things. So, and the full moon also might be the point when you bring those intentions into being, bring them to fruition, right? So that's the idea. New moon, you set intentions, full moon, you release, you go through this phase every once a month or so, you know, like if you didn't follow astrology, which I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast 10 minutes in if you didn't, but um, for the folks, you know, maybe you have folks in your life that don't um, and maybe they set like monthly goals or even, you know, quarterly goals, you know, so whatever you do, it's, it's just a good practice once a month. So it doesn't matter if you can't do some big fancy ritual the day of the new moon, don't feel bad. If you, if you can, great, like awesome. But if you can't, don't feel bad. That's why, honestly, why I've created these containers of the moon day and the Yogi Scopes flow. And if you are in the membership, you can just watch the recordings of those things on your own time. And if you at least do that, um, and hold this container with yourself sometime around, 
you know, around the new moon, about once a month or so, maybe the week of the new moon. But if you want to be really dogmatic about astrology, you could do it within the two or three days while the moon is in its new phase, while the moon is in cancer. But I'm here to tell you, it's not that serious. You don't have to, you know, it's a good practice, but you don't have to like beat yourself up if you don't do it perfectly is what I'm trying to communicate. So anyway, new moon's happening in cancer. It's a time to set intentions. We're going to talk about what else is happening astrologically to uh, more fully understand what would be some good intentions to set. So since the moon is in cancer, that means it's being aspected by our friend Saturn retrograde in Capricorn. So Saturn started its retrograde in Aquarius towards the beginning of June. Remember, these are sidereal times and placements. Um, And it moved back to Capricorn on July 12th. So just over a week ago now, about two weeks from the time of the, before the time of the new moon. Um, And I don't know about y'all, but Saturn, Saturn's retrograde, maybe it's more so for me because I am like completely ruled by Saturn. Uh, Saturn's the final dispositor of my entire chart. And we can talk more about what that means if you have questions, but I'm ruled by Saturn more than the average person, but maybe you are too, or maybe you have moon in, in Capricorn or moon in Aquarius, or maybe even moon in Sagittarius or Pisces. You might be feeling this a little bit more, but this Saturn retrograde through Capricorn, it's been going on since the beginning of 2020. Saturn's been moving in and out of Capricorn and retrograding in and out of Capricorn. So Saturn retrogrades in the, you know, about six months every year. And Saturn in Capricorn has been kind of extra hard. And it in, during 2020, we had Jupiter there in Capricorn with like it was with Saturn. But guess what? Right now, Saturn is also aspecting Jupiter. Jupiter's in Pisces, uh, but it's being aspected by Saturn in Capricorn. So it's bringing back up some of the same energies that we had going on in 2020. Um, just for example, personal example for my own life, you know, we were starting to feel like maybe we were easing out of COVID. Things were feeling, feeling a little more optimistic as Saturn took its gaze, its drishti, uh, to use the Sanskrit, the yogic term, it's drishti, it's focus gaze off of, um, Jupiter while it was in Aquarius. And so that brought back some optimism. And now, well, we're back here again. Saturn is gazing at Jupiter, which means it's having an effect on Jupiter. And then next week, Jupiter goes retrograde. So um, just an example of how this energy is coming back up. I, I just give examples just because I feel like they help understand. So maybe you could look for something similar in your life. But like my kids daycare while Saturn was retrograde um, closed a lot for COVID exposures. And they had recently changed while Saturn was in Aquarius, they changed the policy to shorten the quarantine period. And then funnily enough, ironically, you know, just one of those things that makes me believe in astrology even more because I have a healthy skepticism in, in my approach. If you haven't noticed that, I'm not super dogmatic about astrology and then now that Saturn's been retrograde, they closed his daycare. They said, oh, we're on the 48-hour. His teacher was exposed to COVID. So they closed his classroom, and 
they were like, it's only going to be 48 hours because we're under the new recommendations. And then they said, oh, just kidding. We're back to the 10 days. So his daycare is closed for 10 days again, which just so happens that four of those days are over the weekend. Um, but anyway, it just, that's just an example of how it come back, came back up in my life, having to do with COVID restrictions, my kids' daycare specifically. Um, and so I've had to work around that. And so how that showed up for me is like, it feels even harder now because I was expecting to be done with that, but really in my little astrological brain. And I've been telling some of you in readings, like whatever, if you can think back to 2020, And like, what was the biggest theme of that year for you um, in terms of restrictions? And like, for me, my kid being out of daycare is very restrictive on my routine and my work. Um, So we can look like in a reading, we look at it in your chart, like how it might be showing up for you more specifically. But I've been warning people, like, don't get too excited, especially the readings I did while Saturn was in Aquarius. I was like, if you're feeling a little better right now good, enjoy it, but don't get too excited because now we're back, Saturn retrograding in Capricorn, bringing up some of that same stuff, Saturn will be in Capricorn until next January, so just expect it, like it just, it it is what it is, that actually to me feels really freeing, that's why I like studying astrology personally, is one of the main reasons, Um, but anyway, Saturn's aspecting Jupiter and it's it's directly aspecting Cancer, so it's having an effect on this, it's having an effect on Jupiter, on the sun, on Mercury is also in Cancer. It's having an effect on the new moon. Um, and then it's also aspecting Libra, which is which is where K2 is. Um, but we're not going to talk about that too much. Libra's ruled by Venus. So it's Saturn's really um, having a big influence on a lot of the planets, a lot of big influential areas right now. So I just couldn't neglect to mention that also. Um, this, the ruling planet of the nakshatra is Saturn. So we're going to talk more about that when I get into the nakshatra as well. Um, just one more thing I want to mention that, so Saturn's aspecting not only the new moon, but also Jupiter itself, um, a Venus ruled sign. So it's really, Saturn's really exerting its influence pretty much on all the planets, except Rahu and Mars. Um, Anyway, uh, and then the moon and Mercury are both combust because they are with the sun in Cancer. So the moon is technically always combust on a new moon. So don't worry about that too much. Um, Combust just means within a certain degree point of the sun. when, When a planet comes very close to the sun, it's said to be combust, which means Um, It can bring this like fiery element, but it's also like the sun is influencing that planet more or even like overruling the energies of that planet. So um, in terms of the new moon, we'll talk about that in a second, that the sun is like maybe bringing you some initiative and drive to put these intentions you set into action. But in terms of Mercury being there and being combust, um... It brings up this element of communication. So we're going to talk about it. Are you commu- are you communicating your intentions to others well? Um, and just be a little careful with your communications. Try not to be too 
fiery with them, be too like, um, like you want to make sure that your communication is serving both parties, I guess. And I'll, I'll get more into that in a minute. Now it's time to explain the nakshatra because I've alluded to it enough. Um, and all these other, uh, elements are important. So also next week, Jupiter will be going retrograde influenced by a Saturn retrograde. Um, I'm going to talk more about that next week because it's happening the same day as the new moon. It will station retrograde, which means from our point of view, it looks like it stops moving and then it will begin its retrograde motion where it looks like it's moving backwards. So all planets station retrograde before they go retrograde, which means from our point of view, they look like they're still for a little bit. And depending on how fast or slow the planet moves is how long that period is. Um, and then they start moving backwards, which means they're retrograde. So Jupiter will be retrograde or stationed retrograde most of the day and, and at the time of the peak of the new moon. And then after the peak of the new moon, about 10-ish p.m. Eastern time um, over here on the East Coast of the United States, Eastern, you know, New York time is when Jupiter will begin its retrograde motion, which this is going to be another like indicator of stunted growth, um, or just distorted growth. So I'm going to talk more about that next week, but it's, you know, just know that that's, that's an energy that's looming, you know, it's, it's going on, it's, uh, it's happening, but what's more important for the new moon is the fact that it's happening in cancer. We're going to talk about Pushya Nakshatra and what cancer represents and all of that. Um, and just know that it's also being aspected by Saturn, Mercury's there, and we'll talk more about how to work with that through your yoga practices and journaling. So Pushya is pretty much a distillation of cancer. If I could like put it simply, the energy of Pushya is very much, it's it's located completely, completely within cancer. So some nakshatras, they don't line up perfectly with the signs, like some overlap two signs. Um... But this one is completely within Cancer. And as you might know, the archetype of Cancer is a crab. So, um, but it's also ruled by the moon, which means that Cancer brings this um, mothering quality, this like emotional quality. But the, the crab archetype is that um, Cancer energy tends towards having this like really hard exterior and being extremely boundaried, like maybe even putting walls up, um, because often because they're so emotional, right? Like that's the, they're like protecting their soft interior, you know, because like crab meat is really soft. If you've ever eaten crab legs, um, or, you know, crab, the, the crab meat is very soft and the, the exterior is hard. So, it brings this energy, this archetypal energy of like putting walls up or even being too boundaried, right? Like um, not letting others in, perhaps for fear of getting hurt emotionally or whatever. So that's the cancer archetype, but it also has this very nurturing, um, you know, that soft interior, that emotional, watery um, very nurturing energy. 
is also going on. And then Pushya, located entirely within Cancer, translates at like what it translates to is the nourisher. Um, and that's pretty much like I said, if I could distill the cancer energy down into, you know, it's captured by Pushya Nakshatra, um, also extremely spiritual energy going on. So the symbol of the Nakshatra. So we have the symbol of the sign, which is a crab cancer. You probably know that. Um, that's pretty ubiquitous. People often people know the symbols of the signs because they're in our culture here in the U.S. and Western culture. But the symbol of the nakshatra of the lunar mansion, this is a Vedic astrology concept if you're new to it. Um, it's just a little more specific than signs. The symbol is a cow's udder, um, which represents nourishment, like um, not just nourishing babies, but you know how many people drink cow's milk? Like cows nourish growth and um, it's also a symbol of fertility and productivity. So like I was alluding to earlier, the moon is with the sun. It's a new moon. So the sun is bringing this um, even more emphasis on this productive energy. Like it's to bring the sun's energy to your intentions. Look, that's kind of the idea of a new moon in general, because it's always when the moon is conjoined with the sun. So it's like, that means the moon is combust. That means you're able to look deep into your mind and emotions, which is the moon, and give those qualities to the sun. Give what you come up with to the sun, and that gives you the drive and initiative to act on your intentions, especially during the waning moon, or sorry, waxing moon phase until the next full moon, or at least for the whole entire lunar cycle until the next new moon, right? So does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. But then also... Mercury's there. So um, we're going to talk about how it's not just nourishment. So so this idea of nourishing, it's like, how are we nourishing ourselves? How are we nourishing others? You know, and we've been exploring that um, in our in our yogi scopes practices, in the moon day practices. And on this podcast as well, talking that's kind of the overarching energy of the month of July. There's all this feminine energy because Rahu moved into Barani around the same time. Saturn moved back into Capricorn. So there's this feminine birthing, nurturing energy going on all month. And we've been talking about that all month. But now this new moon is maybe time to work with what's come up so far and set intentions on how you want to show up and maybe how you want to communicate how you want to be nurtured. And then also, so like I said, that communication is a two-way street. So this a little bit gets into like love languages, you know, um, I know sometimes myself as like maybe recovering, maybe not people pleaser. Um, sometimes I don't want to communicate my needs because I'm scared of disappointing those around me, the people I love, right? Like these people aren't using me to any degree, like, you know, they're my family and my kids and people that I love and I want to serve. But sometimes I'm scared to communicate my needs to them because, or I just don't because I've been conditioned, whatever it is, not to. But when in reality, if I had just communicated it well, they'd be happy to oblige and then vice versa. Maybe we have people in our lives that we think we are serving them, 
totally. We think from the outside looking in, um, maybe say like the love languages example, if our love language is giving gifts and we're just always, always giving this person that we love gifts, but their love language is quality time, you know, they're going to feel like there'll be a disconnect, right? I hope that makes sense. If not, you can look more into love languages because at this point in the episode, that's like not my point, but it is, it will help explore the point deeper, uh, if you want to go there. But, um, so the idea of like, not only are you communicating your needs well, um, but with Mercury being combust, it can be a, a case of what is sometimes, this is again, maybe I shouldn't go here at this point in the episode, but I'm going to do it sometimes called spiritual narcissism, where it's like, we go so, I, I just, it permeates Instagram, which is why I think I kind of reject and don't enjoy using Instagram. This idea that you should just cut off anybody that doesn't serve your growth. Like sometimes serving other people is going to hold back your growth a little bit, but we need other people. We're interdependent. So sometimes we need to be there for others. We need to not necessarily put others needs above our own, but also that means not put our needs so much above others. Like there is a way to communicate in such a way with those around you that everybody's getting their needs met, right? Everybody's being nourished and everybody's having their cups filled. And that's, that's collaborative process. That's interdependence. And I think that's kind of my big idea. What I'm hoping to communicate with this new moon is how are you showing up like that? How are you nurturing those around you, but not doing it in such a way that you're emptying your own cup to do so? right? Like, are you also filling your cup, but don't, but find a way that you can fill your cup without also draining that of others. I think it's possible. I think everything that I encounter on the social medias is like, it's very much either one way or the other. Like it reeks of codependency to me, or it reeks of, um, hyper independence, you know? So that's what I'm trying to get at with this, this energy of moon being with, um, sun, that's the new moon, but Mercury being there, it's like, how are you communicating with others so that everybody's getting their needs met? Everybody's being nourished. Um, and then it's, it's a sense of balance so that we're not too comfortable, you know, not too like indulgent, but also not being too rigid around, our boundaries, like the crab, you know what I mean, to where we're shutting people out because we do need other people. We do need to nurture other people sometimes. And I can't say on a general podcast, which it is that you need, you know, anybody listening, that's, that's the beauty of astrology though, because we can go deeper into your chart or, you know, you can get, grab the chart decoder that's free on my website and start to look into it, start to really think about it. That's actually leading into the journal prompts. Um, that's kind of the journal prompts I have for you is because I can't say, uh, across the board what it is that you need. And that's what I'm actually trying to combat here with this podcast usually is because I think, um, that's why we can look at, that's the magic of looking into our birth chart. We can look at what's really true for us and what is it that we need? Are we tending towards closing off or are we tending towards emptying our cup? You know, and I can't say across the board what it's going to be. So if you need a little more support, um, that's like a great use of a reading or you could just message me like I'm, I'm receptive to it, especially if you join the Facebook group, you'll get support from just 
more than me, more than just me. There are other people in that community community that would love to support you. It's a great community so far. It's small but mighty, which is good, right? Like you're not just lost in the sea of thousands of people. It's a small community in the Yoga Plus Astrology Facebook group. But it's, it's building into a good one. So anyway, um, also the ruling deity uh, of this nakshatra is an aspect of Jupiter. So I just had that in my notes. I wanted to mention it. I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole of the ruling deity because I feel like giving you enough to sort of think on and mull over um, related to the other stuff. But just to, another example of why the Jupiter energy is really tied in, why Saturn and Jupiter and... K2 and Venus, like pretty much all the planets are being activated right now. Like they're all connected to each other. Usually, you know, in some way or another, they all are. But how it's showing up now is like, how are you going to set your intentions related to this Cancer New Moon? How are you going to nourish yourself and those around you better so that you know that they feel like they're getting their needs met? your loved ones, and that you're not emptying your cup to do so. So one yoga practice I want to offer, um, and then we'll get into the journal prompts, is make space to explore what spiritual practices really nourish you. Um, honestly, that like I said at the beginning, that's why I created the New Moon Circles and, and the structure of the membership is to give you space to explore this stuff on a regular basis. Maybe you set that as your new moon intention to join us for a moon day or something, you know, like it doesn't have to be that if you can't make it, if you're in a different time zone and it's just a weird time for you or whatever the case is, do something like that. Like a, a, create a space, put it on your calendar, hold the space for yourself to explore that. Or if you already know what spiritual practices nourish you, make the space to show up for it. Right. Um, but then also, so in our embodied practice in our yogi scopes flow, what will be doing is more of this pelvic floor and diaphragmatic breathing work because that has connections to Rahu and Barani. Um, and it takes more than just one practice to really settle that into our embodied awareness so that we can take it off our mat. So we're going to keep exploring it. That's kind of, I've designed these practices to layer. So we flow with the energies that are coming up and we'll keep practicing some things that are, have to do with the more subtle energies. Um, But for the new moon, we'll do a decent amount of turning inward type motions, um, flowing with like the moon cycles and some juicy hip stretchers because I feel like those are often nourishing to people. They feel really nourishing and like they help get more in touch with the emotions, which is what we kind of want to do with a Cancer New Moon. So join us to practice in person or think on how you can incorporate those ideas into your personal practice or teaching. Um, And then here are your journal prompts. Number one, how am I creating space for nourishment of myself, my body, my spirituality, and or my community? So that's a lot. How am I creating space for nourishment of myself, my body, my spirituality, and my community. So to avoid the hyper-independence, spiritual narcissism, whatever, all of that stuff, and you got to think about how you're being, existing within community too. Like none of us are within a, a vacuum. Um, like, you know, we all have to show up 
for ourselves to show up better for our communities. But um, you gotta have to to have a friend. You gotta be a friend, right? So how are you showing up for that? And then number two, how can I communicate better so that I have space to meet my needs and that the nourishment I'm offering is one that serves as intended. So that can go back to the love languages. Maybe if you have a partner and you feel like you're not sure if like both of y'all are feeling nourished, that maybe um, y'all do the love languages quiz together. Just Google it. Um, Five love languages. They have like a quiz online. You can do it. Do it with your partner and have a discussion about what comes up if and how y'all could show each other, you know, if, if there's a disconnect, if y'all don't have the same love language, it's just a good conversation starter to do that quiz and, and talk to your loved ones about it um, so that there's awareness around that so that everybody's feeling like their needs are met and everybody's having space to meet their own needs. So to reiterate, how can I communicate better so that I have space to meet my needs and that the nourishment I'm offering is one that serves as intended. So the nourishment you're offering others. Because sometimes people get all like, maybe maybe you do this, maybe you don't. Maybe you met somebody that has where you're like, oh, how could you not feel loved after everything I've done for you? And usually what that is is a disconnect of love languages. So uh, as always, remember, I can support you more with a reading. Or if you want to join our new moon circles or the Yogi Scopes flow, or catch the recordings of those things, please join the membership. I'd love to have you as a part of that community. Um, And the Moon Day things are free. All that stuff will be linked in the show notes. And as always, I will do a sign-by-sign bonus podcast episode in the membership going live probably tomorrow, Thursday, as I'm recording this on Wednesday. Um, And like I mentioned, my childcare it's crazy. It's hodgepodge um, this week between a backup option and family. And so I don't know actually when this will go out, but the bonus podcast episode of the sign by sign to go a layer deeper on your own self-study will be out <laughs> before Friday or maybe on Friday. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. Please let me know how I can support you any deeper. I hope you really take some time to nourish yourself and set intentions of how you can do that better with this new moon. So thanks for being here. Please remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time.